I remember it all too well. It was the summer of 2002. I was at a Christian youth conference. It was midweek of the conference. And those of you who have been know that midweek at a Christian youth conference is just kind of like, eh, it's just this emotion. There's the word of God. There's speakers. There's all this great stuff happening and you're not sleeping a whole lot. It was midweek of this conference. It was in the afternoon, uh, just after rec time, just before dinner, which everybody uses. That's when you're taking a nap. And I got the call. Now, I have to tell you, at this point in my ministry, I'd received many calls, calls of all kinds, with all kinds of issues, uh, good news, bad news, devastating news, you name it, I have gotten that call. But I have to tell you, all of my seven years in Bible college, all of my, that wasn't supposed to be funny, all, all of my previous phone calls were not enough to prepare me for this call. You see, Mitzi and I had been married for about five years at this point. And so I answer the phone and she says, hey, guess what? And I said something like, you just called to say you love me. She said, no, I just called to tell you that I'm pregnant. You're going to be a daddy. Surprise! <laughs> I think I said something like, are you sure? <laughs> now, hold on. I saw that. Let me, let me give you a little perspective on this, ladies. Okay? If, if you're a man whether you and your wife are planning for a baby or not, this kind of news is always a surprise to us, okay? And there's no real way to segue it into conversation. For example, ladies, you are wonderfully made. Your body gives you signs that you might be pregnant. You get a few days to think about it, and then you go to the doctor, and you take a test, and there you have it. You get to cherish those moments for a little while. But for us guys, it's like we wake up one morning, we go to work, and we're at the dinner table saying, so how was your day, honey? And y'all are like, well, it was okay. I paid the bills, went grocery shopping, talked to my mom on the phone, stopped by the post office, went by the pharmacy. We're going to have a baby. How's your lasagna? <laughs> and then we sit there and don't know. <laughs> Did she just say that? So I asked her, are you sure? She said, yep, pretty sure. The test said I'm pregnant. Now, I would like to tell you at this point that we had spent the last five years of our marriage planning for our now coming bundle of joy that we'd already been setting money aside for a college fund and planning on getting ready for a baby, but that would not be true. <laughs> we weren't even talking about babies at this time in our marriage. I had a lot of emotions there. Happiness, fear, excitement. It's just this mixture of emotions that I can't fully explain. But it dawned on me that day as we hung up the phone and I started to walk to dinner, the things I thought were important in my life up to that point, the things that I wanted to do, the places I wanted to go, the, the mountains I needed to climb, yeah, all those things no longer mattered. It was that day when I realized that what I wanted was not necessarily what was the most important because we were bringing a new life into this world. And I'm not talking about like a puppy or a kitten that you only have to take care of for a few years. We just signed a minimum 18-year contract. Commitment. Maybe contract isn't a good word, but it's... Well, some of you parents are like, yep, can't wait to get out of that one. <laughs> Graduate. Move on. Uh, we did it. We knew from that point forward it was a commitment. And, and what we wanted shifted drastically. The things we had talked about before that point now didn't have as much value. It was about five years later we had another surprise. 
We were actually talking about having another baby this time, and we had recently moved here to Huntsville, getting settled into the schedule of teaching for Mitzi, youth and family ministry for me, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, Dylan's diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Surprise! He's five years old. Again, the emotions, there was, there was confusion, there was fear, there was excitement, there was, there was heartbreak, there was anger. There was, it's not fair. Then there was acceptance. And as we drank from that fire hose called learning about type 1 diabetes, I remember actually saying to Mitzi, well, it looks like we do have a new member of our family. Her name is Diabetes. And it's been the four of us ever since. You know, as surprising as those events were for us, they pale in comparison to this next surprise that I want to share with you. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you. I thank you that in times when we're surprised... You have a plan. I thank you that sometimes what may seem to be the most odd surprise works out for your glory. I thank you, Lord, that we have people uh, in Scripture, people that you have put in place like Mary, who would ultimately be surprised by the announcement that you give her, but so willing to set her own desires, her own ideals, her own plans aside to carry out your plan. I pray that we'll be willing to do the same. Lord, open our hearts and our minds. It's just wide open today as we look at your word that we can leave here different than how we've come. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Go ahead, if you will, turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Uh, if, If you didn't bring your Bible, it'll appear up on the screen. It goes like this. Now, in the sixth month, God sent the angel... Or excuse me, God sent the angel Gabriel uh, from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Verse 28, and coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Verse 34, Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? You see, I think Mary is the only woman to know what a man feels like when receiving uh, that news that we're going to have a baby. Surprise! Here she is, minding her own business, and the angel shows up. Verse 35 says, The angel answered her and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. Verse 38, pay attention to this. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Verse 39, Now at this time Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. 
And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. Mary finds out that she's going to conceive. She's going to carry the child of promise, the child of prophecy. What do you think her first reaction to that surprise was? First off, there was a little bit of fear, fear of meeting the angel face to face. And the angel says, do not be afraid. You have found favor. But then there's confusion. How how can this be? I'm a virgin. And then there's understanding that this is the will of God, that this surprise to me is the will of God. And then there's the acceptance. I am his servant. How, How did the surprise of pregnancy change things for Mary? I wasn't there, but I could tell you this. Even though she knew the truth about her situation, she knew that she wasn't unfaithful to Joseph. She knew that the angel had visited her. She knew that she had, she had been told that she would carry the Son of God. And even though she knew the truth, <clears throat> the people around her didn't necessarily know the truth. Or maybe they weren't ready to hear the truth. You know, there's a lesson for us there. Not everyone is ready to accept this truth. You see, even though you may know the truth about Jesus, you may know the truth, and you may try hard to share that truth and the truth of Christ, the truth of his love, not everybody that you run into is going to accept or be ready to accept that truth. And so when we look through the scriptures, we see there were questions about Mary, about her integrity as a woman. Maybe she was shunned in the community. Maybe she was looked down on, even persecuted because of this immaculate conception. But nonetheless, she trusted God. Scripture says, and she was obedient unto the Lord. So how did Mary, a virgin, become pregnant? She and Joseph were engaged but had no sexual relations. No medical doctor could answer this question. But such was the mystery and the nature of God's plan of Mary's conception and Jesus' birth. A miraculous beginning ordained by God's power alone. Imagine Mary's problem explaining this incredible experience. She couldn't understand it herself, much less explain it to her friends and family. You see, in that day and time, an engagement was considered as strong a commitment as marriage. And although Joseph and Mary were not officially married, and he probably wanted to believe Mary, he was in a difficult situation. He was engaged and committed to a woman whom his family and friends would now despise because she's pregnant and it's not his baby. Joseph decided it was best to break off the engagement. Imagine the heartbreak this would have been for Mary. The one person that she planned to spend the rest of her life with, the one person she had planned to start a family with, felt that it was best to walk away from her. After all, the women he had pledged, excuse me, after all, The woman he had pledged to marry was pregnant and it wasn't his child, so Joseph planned to walk away. That was until an unusual visitor changed his perspective, but we're going to talk about that next week during the reveal, so I have to stop there. But what's the lesson? What can we learn from Mary? I want to tell you this. I don't know what surprises have come your way. I don't know where you are in life. Maybe your biggest surprise was... Hey, we're pregnant. Babies. Twins. Maybe that was a surprise. Sickness. 
cancer, diabetes, major accident, job loss, eviction from your house, natural disaster, divorce, death. I don't know what your surprises are, but I can tell you this. Nothing surprises God because our God has a plan. Remember that. And even when we may not understand what's going on around us, God knows. And his plan, if we seek after him, if we truly seek after God, even during times of surprise, God's plan will always work out for the best. It may not work out the way we think is best for us on earth. But God's plan is entirely different because his plan is an eternal plan. I want to I want to kick back real quick. Um, actually, no, I don't. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. I was writing for next week this morning and I. <laughs> it's all right. Let's look at Romans chapter eight, verses 28 through 31. Because when we're surprised, these are words that we need to turn to. These are words that we need to look at when we're surprised. Romans chapter 8, verse 21, or excuse me, Romans chapter 8, verse 28 through 31. And we know that God causes all things to work together for, the, for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for all of us. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? Right there is God reassuring us that even though it was a surprise for Mary... He still had a plan. When Mary was surprised with the news of bearing the Messiah, I can only imagine what was going through her head as she tried to explain it to her family. And as I look at the scriptures, I think, man, she maybe just didn't know what to do. And she's surprised with this news that she's going to carry the Messiah. So she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, um, who was also pregnant. The, The angel tells her, your older cousin is with child. Coincidence? I don't think so. At a time in Mary's life when neighbors would turn their backs on her and the world would shun her, her cousin has a part in this plan. A person that Mary could turn to. A person who in some small way might understand Mary's pain. After all, her husband had been visited by an angel. And their son would prepare the way for the Messiah. You see, when our surprise hits us, whether it's good or bad, God's plan is for us to never walk it alone. Look around real quick. Look behind you. Look beside you. Go ahead. Look around. Look behind you. Look around. You are not alone. You, we are not meant to bear burdens alone. We are not meant to go through these surprises, good or bad. The Bible says to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. Do you see that? What did Mary do? The people that she, that she thought she knew and could trust were... We're questioning her. She goes to someone who's been there. When our surprise hits us, God's plan is for us to never walk it alone. Mary was shunned, but she didn't listen to the voices of the naysayers. She sought counsel and someone she could trust. She sought wisdom from her family, a family that was grounded in following God as well. You see, sometimes when our surprise hits us, we turn away from the very people God has placed in our lives to help us. 
Brothers and sisters, we need to seek counsel in those times. But we need to seek wise counsel. Today, we, we have the scriptures that we can seek comfort from in our times of surprise. And just so we're clear, let me tell you this. In times of surprise, if something goes on in your life that you weren't expecting, if the counsel you seek goes against the word of God, that's not wise counsel. Mary's counsel, she went to Elizabeth and Elizabeth rejoiced with her. The scripture says that when, when, when Elizabeth heard Mary's voice, the baby leapt in her womb. Whether your situation is good or bad, the counsel you receive should be weighed and matched up with the word of God. Perhaps like Elizabeth, you've experienced a surprise only to walk someone else through their surprise. I, I guarantee you nobody was more surprised that they were going to have a baby than Elizabeth. Especially when her husband came out of the temple mute and not able to speak about it. Talk about nine months of confusion. Sometimes our greatest sorrows can later be used to minister to those with the greatest need. Elizabeth, she was past the point of childbearing. But God had a bigger plan. In your time of surprise, it might be months. It might be years. Even later than that, when you see God's plan unfold... For you to help others. You know, there, there are some plans that I just don't think are supposed to unfold for us this side of heaven. There are things that you are going to go through that I will never be able to answer for you. That you'll never understand this side of heaven. But that's okay. Because as Mary words, Mary's words remind us in Luke one i I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. No matter what you think you're going through, that's a surprise to you. As a Christian, we are God's servant. I like that in the NASB, it uses the word bondservant. We are that reflection. May God's word to us be fulfilled, no matter what surprise comes our way. We're going to close out our time of worship here today with a response time. It's been great to, to sing and pray and give our offering. We've heard the word of God. We've seen the example of Mary. And my prayer is, as we come to this time to respond to it, that you'll think of that example of Mary. You'll think of her words, that there'll be an echo for us. I am the Lord's servant. Today, take the time you need. Examine yourself against the word of God. Reflect back on your week. If you owe him apologies, ask for him. If you, if you need forgiveness, ask for it. Reflect on the week. But remember the words of Mary. May that be your prayer this week. Take time and pray and meditate on his word. Make, maybe you're in a place where your best response is to simply sing. Let the words of this song be your prayer. Take your time to think about what these elements mean and truly reflect on what Christ has done for you. And when you feel you're ready, come and share in communion. If you need someone to bring it to you, just raise your hand or ask someone and we'll make sure you get it. But... If you have any other response during this time, if, if baptism is your response, come forward. If you need to pray with someone, the elders are here. We have a quiet place over here where you can pray with them, where you can share with them. Andy's going to share some communion thoughts with us at this time. And so I just pray that you'll listen with your heart, with your mind wide open, and just respond to God's word. You know, coming here, Sunday's like my favorite day because I love this.
this. I love praying with each other. I love uh, being encouraged by you and hopefully being an encouragement to you. And, and it's been a great day. We, we've worshipped. Uh, I've shared with you kind of the surprise of, of who our God is, but now it's time for us to go. And, and I want you to take this with you. It's time for us to take what we know about our amazing God and go and share it with other people this week. As you go, remember this. The plan God had to save the world, it began with a surprise. It was definitely a surprise to Mary. The angel Gabriel, he comes and he also visits with Zechariah. He visits with Mary. It was at different times, but it seemed as a surprise to them. But Elizabeth, who was also well past childbearing years, she gave birth to John the Baptist. He was the one that would prepare the way for Christ. Mary would give birth to the Son of God, the Messiah. And you have to wonder what those nine months were like as she carried that baby with her. And maybe there was time for her and Elizabeth and, and they were sharing pregnancy stories. You know how you girls are. You know, we kicked, you know. I don't know. Whatever the path was, their sons walked a course that would not be easy. John the Baptist was was sent to prepare the way for Christ, and he was beheaded. Mary would later watch her son be crucified. Yet, because of her obedience and her faithfulness, God's plan would unfold. So remember, as you go this week, above all else, God's surprises always have a plan. Have a great week.